Friday, January 11th, 2008 edition of Yield Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and before I introduce everyone, I want to apologize for the incredibly late um, distribution of last week's podcast. It was completely my fault. So um, uh, last week's, the fourth, went up the night of about 1 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday night instead of Friday. So... Deal with it. You still get what you pay for. Okay. So here with me is... Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) Yeah. I just got bitter. Yeah. (laughs) Managing editor, Jesse Carey. Hello. Web design phenom, Lloyd Kinsley. All right, ladies and gents. (laughs) Last week, you did a Japanese konnichiwa or something. Konghei Fachoi. Yeah. It It was was Chinese for Happy New Year. Oh. Oh, How about that? What, What year is this, by the way? Two thousand eight. No, no. Yeah, two thousand eight. I mean, in the in the, in the yeah. isn't the calendar themed by animals? Yeah. Mm, I think last year was the year of the dog. I think it's right? leopard. Let's just assume it's the year of the eagle. I think it's safe. Yeah. So if someone actually knows, I'd like an email. I think it's the year of the monkey. I'm serious. Is it really? No, no, it's not. Hang on. It's every four years, isn't it? Don't know. Uh, no. You're thinking of the Olympics. Oh, yeah. See, the only thing, the, my only point of reference is a placemat at a Mongolian barbecue restaurant. Exactly. Oh, no, mine is a, a calendar I got given from a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that sounds so terrible, but... Printed on bamboo. I'm just following the actual calendar of the Olympics. You know, what we should do is ask an expert. Yeah. That's what I think. I think we should ask Because an this expert. is a baffling topic. Somebody mm. who knows a little bit about everything. Luckily, we have one sitting right here. That's right. Welcoming back for the first time in a long time, editorial director Adam Smith. Hey ho! <laughs> All right. He was literally Woo. biting his tongue Honestly, while, we were, I, while we were giving false information. It's like about freaking. The Chinese. You can't just banter back and forth and not allow me to be a part of it. No, <laughs> that's what this is about. But until your name is officially introduced. You don't exist on this podcast. Yeah, yeah imagine imagine how surprised people just were, and if you had just in, interjected into our yeah. conversation about <laughs> the Chinese been like, calendar, who who is that that new voice? No, I think it's the same gravelly voice from before. They would let remember. me think. I think that might be Donald Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it, it's the year of the giant squid. Is it really? Oh, awesome. The giant squid. <laughs> I didn't even know that was one. Yeah. yeah, it is. And the animals always have personality attributes that mm-hmm. go with them. And yeah, it's, kinda, it's like, kind of like the Zodiac, right. but not if, demonic. If you're a giant squid, you want to seek out someone who was born in the year of the ox, mm-hmm. but you want to stay away from someone who was born in the year of the ring-tailed See, lemur. See, I, I, I try to live... <laughs> Which was only one... It only happened one year, 1968. I try to live also every... Also the year of an Olympics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I try to live Ooh. every year like it's the year of the monkey. <laughs> I was born in the year of the monkey. Wait, wait. What, what year was the year of the monkey? 
the monkey. 1980. Yeah, me too. I was born year of the monkey. Weird. Is it really every four years? Because yeah. then I no, also I think was it born is. the year of is the it? monkey. Um, I don't think it's every four years. I think there's there's, there's more than four animals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like every twelve. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, According to my Mongolian restaurant calendar, yeah, there's a different animal. I believe there's a whole pantheon of animals, numbering in the hundreds. So one of them would be the elusive white dolphin, which ran extinct in yeah, the Chinese of river the, yeah. of the Yangtze River. Yeah, yeah tragic. Yeah. But then they did find one. Yeah, they. What well, did they? So 2008 well, they found is probably one. the year of the elusive white well, dolphin. Yeah. The sad thing about that is they found one by hitting it with a boat. <laughs> so uh, there it is. Stillers. They're still gone. Found yeah. one. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> hey, it turns out they weren't extinct. Uh oh. Now it's white with red streaks. Oops. We found a new species. No one saw anything. Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, they've been dead for years. <laughs> Why is it still bleeding? <laughs> Start the boat, I said. <laughs> You're fired. Um, okay, so today is a, a, a I would I would say a crazy, I would say epic, I would say monumental podcast because Adam's back, number one. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, yeah, and then I mean that's going to give you two out of those three adjectives right yeah, there, right? You know, but but bringing it up and rounding it out is we have an interview later on with none other than Wild and Out star, film star, <laughs> comedian, music, every, you know, he's, he's a Renaissance, he's a Renaissance man, man. Yeah. Nick a jack Cannon, of all trades. Yeah. Nick Cannon coming up later in the podcast, and today. he heard Adams coming back. He's like, dude. Give me a call. Yeah. And so yeah. you'll hear you'll hear the what happened. Yeah, it gets nuts. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss. I'm gonna say, Adam took on. Well, if you've if you've seen Wild and Out, you know that one something they do every show is is a basically a freestyle diss rap battle. Yeah. And we thought, you know what? They're they're all Hollywood. They don't they don't really have what it takes. They don't know. It's not the streets. Yeah, right. I, I'm sure I, the scripted. Yeah, I I grew up on the streets. You know. You know. And so Adam says, "Sesame you know Street." What? <laughs> well, said, yes, I'm to gonna, be fair, but Adam, yes. Adam said, I'm going to throw down. I'm going to see what he's got. Yeah. And so literally, later up in the podcast, we've got a rap battle between Nick Cannon and Adam Smith. Right. I mean, I'm no stranger to spitting flow, as it were, you know, kicking the rhymes spitting old on school. Spitting flow, your waitress at the diner. What? Well, what? it depends upon, you know, how I feel the service is. Yeah. <laughs> but can I, can I just say that... Uh, I was able to witness a lot of it, and it got both wild and out in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, entertainment releases coming up. I mean, really, after what you're about to experience with the podcast, every, all, anything I say from here on out as far as entertainment releases, you're going to say, well, how do I waste my money? Yeah. None of it will be better than what right. I just I'm heard. just going to sit at home and listen to this again. I was yeah. going to say, why would you go to the movies when you can just somehow figure out a way to put that on a loop the entire weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. You won't even have to leave your couch. Um, coming out, uh, there's Academy Award buzz about this one. Uh, First Sunday, starring Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tracy Morgan. I can't wait. <laughs> what is it has in, the, in the, the TV spot for that? It says Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan are... Uh, something like the the best comedy pairing in the last ten years. And I'm sitting there thinking, can you make a statement that bold? <laughs> yeah, especially That's, with those two. Well, yes, I think that can. that review came out of Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan Quarterly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that the the illustrious Sir Cat Williams is in this? Yes. yes. And, he, yeah. and you know how he uh, one of the ways he made himself a name Wild and Wild Out, and out yeah. is he was a star of Wild and Out before. There's a theme here. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we found our podcast. 
theme for the week. <laughs> it's Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the year of the cat in China. Oh, yeah. very weird. The year of the cat, William. This is getting spooky. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Uh, also coming out in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. <laughs> what a great do not, name. do not see, do not see. Really, I'm going to just jump out. I mean, you know how much I love fantasy, but do not see. I, now, isn't that uh, a it's, fairly accurate depiction of British history? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm correct, well, if I if I've studied my history well, wait, am I thinking I think the wrong one? This is the one that has Ray Liotta in it, yeah, yeah, Ray Liotta, and he can do magic. Hey, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he was he was around during the, the the days of the old. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, and your favorite filmmaker actually directed this one, Yui Bull. Yes, yeah, Sir Yui Bull, and, <laughs> and Ron Perlman's in it. It's uh, Farmer Damon uh, sets out to rescue his kidnapped wife and avenge the death of his son. Two acts committed by the Krugs, a race of animal warriors who are controlled by the evil Galleon. Yeah, I mean, now, it has a lot of high-named actors in it. I'll give it that. But yeah. it also has a list of people who have all been, been in films that have been criticized for their performance. Like, Jason Statham's in it. And in Snatch... He's legendary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in anything, anything where he's else. putting on American accent, it's the most ridiculous film ever. And yet, he's in it as some kind of big thing. He's actually in First Sunday, yeah. which is also coming out <laughs> Um But if, now, you can correct me on this, Lloyd, but after hearing that plot synopsis, if I remember you know, my, my venerable bead, and I believe I do, that is a fairly accurate depiction of... Uh, of British history. Yeah, well... That actually happened. The animal warriors? Yes. Yeah. I believe yeah, that it, all of that actually happened. And, and Ray Liotta actually w- controlled them all. Yeah, yeah, well, he's kind of eternal. It, it's actually a documentary, from what I understand. Yeah. He controls I, dungeons and honey. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they probably took a little bit of dramatic license. Here a little, there. I would say. But I would say largely it's an accurate depiction. Also coming out, we got a VeggieTales movie, The Pirates Don't Do Anything. Now go and see that, I would say. <laughs> Jesse's already wearing his Bob the Tomato outfit. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm camping. Um, Actually, Cameron, he's just gained a lot of weight. <laughs> oh, and it's a red t-shirt he's wearing. I Sorry. Saw, Sorry. I saw a really funny uh, post somewhere today that said, The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything VeggieTales movie trailer, very deceptive. And I was like, ooh, I want to click here and see what the controversy is. And it had a link to the trailer, and under it said, it looks like they're doing a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, because the pirates uh, don't, do don't do anything. Well, Ironically, the, hi- the highlight of the movie is the cameo by Cat Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's portraying himself. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, album's coming out on Tuesday. We have Magnetic Fields with Distortion, uh, Van Hunt with Popular, and Natasha Bedingfield, who you heard Woo. us talk about and play last week with Pocket Full of Sunshine. Sounds hot. That'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. I'm back in the saddle again Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly Jimson weed Back in the saddle again Riding the range once more Toting my old 44 Where you sleep out every night And the only law is right Back in You're listening to Gene Autry With the song Back in the Saddle Again In honor of Adam uh, At the beginning of the podcast You actually heard uh, Back in Black by ACDC And it's because Adam is back And he's wearing a black t-shirt That's I almost right. always wear black t-shirts That's a Almost exclusively what I wear. And while you were gone, you wore a lot of yellow. 
And so now that you're back, you're back in black. black. And so we thought it'd be appropriate. So all the music you're going to hear today have nothing to do with Relevant Magazine, Relevant TV, or anything else. They all have to do only with Adam Smith. Well, that's the way it should be every week. (laughs) Next week, we'll do a Lloyd Kinsley-themed music podcast. (laughs) Oh, wait for the abuse, then. (laughs) A bunch of My Fair Lady. Here we go. (laughs) Queen. (laughs) Oh, now that's just a low blow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because they're British. Yeah. I wasn't talking about anything else. Yeah, I can see that's where you're going. Oh, George you... Michael, Elton John. <laughs> you're beautiful, beautiful people. Well, today you are Versus. filling in the, the female role on the podcast. <laughs> that's I am. Maya is home uh, ill with a cold. And so we figured rather than having you people listen to, you already have to listen to my partially nasal voice. Uh, she has a completely nasal voice. We thought it might not provide the best listening experience. So it's an all-male episode today. Not permanently. Oh? We do have a plan. Oh? <laughs> this has come up many times on the podcast or the message boards. People have been asking, wait, if Adam's coming back soon, what's going to happen to Lloyd? You know? And we thought, well, we would let them fight to the death. But <laughs> I was up for that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I'm a well I checked into yeah. That's what he says. I checked into workers' comp laws. I can't do that. So Again. what? What kind of a country <laughs> are we living in where you can't even compel your employees under threat of termination to fight each other to the death? I'm sorry. I thought this was America, not the United States of the Soviet Union. That's why I'm voting for Ron Paul. Yeah. A vote for Ron Paul is a vote for worker death matches. You heard me say it. And I stand by that. Okay. Well, the the real plan is that now there's five of us. Lloyd has gotten a little bit of a following. Adam also has a following. Thanks, Jesse Mom. has a following. And um, Maya and I own this thing. So, you know, we all have... <laughs> We all have our places here. All a valid claim yeah. to a mic. Well, uh, arguably, I think my following is my immediate family. So what we're thinking is, uh, you know, since I edit the podcast, you're stuck with me every week. But the other three mics are up for debate. So um, <laughs> there would basically be a rotation of the four of you on the remaining three mics. So Maya's sick this week. Problem solved. Right. Next week, I'm going to kick Jesse in the shin. Problem solved. Sure. And know, in the future, like because we... Clearly, we're not allowed to fight to the death. We'll just have to fight until someone gets like a, a submission pin. Yeah, it's a tap out. Yeah. It's a tap out situation. Right. Oh, I'll get you. And they, I they, know. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> the good thing is that if somebody's off for a week, uh, you're going to have a lot of pent up uh, anecdotes, <laughs> and stories, and aggression. <laughs> so when you come back, it'll be you'll be the life of the party, mm. and you know. So it, it'll be good actually. Kind of have something different happen every week. It'll be good. It'll be fun. So that's the plan. All right. So now with slices, uh, you know what? Let's kick it old school. Here's Adam Smith. All right. So uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. This is kind of an environmentally friendly uh, form of reusing energy. There's a Swedish company that's planning to harness body heat generated by commuters going through Stockholm's main railway station and use it to heat a nearby office building, right? So basically what they're going to do, 250,000 people go through this station every single day, and their body heat warms the air inside the station. And so this company plans to have these ventilators suck in all this body heat and uh, pipe it into this office to heat it. And they're saying that it can provide about 15% of the heat. So they want their offices to smell like BO? Yeah. Yes, in which basically Swedish body odor 
which I'm assuming is a mixture of meatballs and <laughs> furniture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I actually read this story earlier, too. Are the Swedish not the most brilliant people on the face of the earth? Like, what on earth will they think of next? Everything They've they do pr- is focused around efficiency. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, when I read the headline, it, and let me, let me actually read the headline. Swedes to use body heat to warm offices. I was like, ooh, this one's going to be saucy. <laughs> oh, they're just pumping it up from the subway. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a locker room in here. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like, what are they doing? Uh, yeah, they're going to be like, doing? is someone eating cabbage? No, someone just put the heating on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I, Lloyd, I swear that I did not choose this because it is from a, a UK source. <clears throat> I was actually looking for a technology story because so a lot of people know that the Consumer Electronics Show is going on in Las Vegas or mm. has been going on. It's a really big deal. Uh, a lot of people, they forecast the electronics that are coming out for the next couple of years. So I was, I was looking for stories that had to do with consumer electronics. You're literally right now looking. Yeah. <laughs> so, does anyone have one? No, <laughs> but I, I was actually unable to find one, so, you know, here's Lloyd. Um, <laughs> so, so, I came across this headline, Report, colon, Her Majesty May Become a Nintendo Addict. I, it was too intriguing not to look at it. Apparently, Her Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth is quite the electronics... uh, She's very tech-savvy. She has a BlackBerry. She apparently has about 100,000 songs on her iPod. And now she is really into... They're all sonatas. (laughs) See, I like to think that it's all... Basically, the Smiths album, God Save the Queen. Uh, <laughs> over and over again. Glad George Michael, My Fair Lady. Queen. 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 Now, it's appropriate because she's the queen. No, she's the queen. Yeah, but you you looked at me when you said the queen. <laughs> I did not. You're sitting across I, from him. Yeah. I, I did. My, yeah. my eyes naturally go that direction. <laughs> not when I say the word queen, but she's the queen. So Jesse queen. has a lazy eye, so it, many times <laughs> so it appears he's looking at you. Yeah. He was looking at me, too. That's why the audio was a great form for me to communicate. But. <laughs> you have well, eyes for radio. <laughs> <laughs> now that you have all derailed this hilarious slice that was funny on its own, <laughs> the queen is proficient at wee bowling because Prince William, who is her... That's, that's her grandson. Yes, it correctly. is. Correct? Um... <laughs> Actually, they, they play together all the time, and apparently she's getting really into it. And uh, a source at the palace said that um, she shows all the signs of becoming a Nintendo addict and that Prince William was in, quote, fits of laughter while playing Wii together. You don't think that story's completely fabricated, then? It's from I the don't UK think press. she passes wind, <laughs> let alone play Nintendo. She's the queen. So, do you think that it's just a publicity thing? Oh for yeah, the, yeah. For trying to make her her no, just stupid. to try and make her sound more hip. Yeah. Because if they said, "Oh, she's playing Halo 3, then they'd be like, "She's into war." Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if they say, "Oh, she's playing bowling on the Wii," it's like, yeah. "Oh, bless her." <laughs> yeah. So what's she, the might, she better be Sweet careful. Broad. See, yeah. I have no frame of reference for royalty. I, I, you know what I mean? It's normally a king or a queen. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, how can you say that, Jesse, when our country has King Kong Bundy? You know, like, clearly we are well experienced with royalty. Well, I and just, Queen Latifah. 
I just found it interesting. But if you if if you guys want an actual tech slice, not not some novelty one about the Queen Queen playing Wii, Best Buy, um, one of the big retailers that's actually at the Consumer Electronics Show, is in in talks with Mac right now. Now they sell Mac products at a few hundred of the Best Buy stores around the country. You know, you can buy the i iPhone and iPods at different Best Buys, but they they haven't had mass. Uh, mass distribution through Best Buy. Because one thing with Apple is they want to have hands-on control of the consumer experience. Like When you buy a Mac, they want you to be able to experience the product and really become engaged with it. And a large retail setting like Best Buy, they found, isn't, isn't how they can control their whole image. Mm. So they've actually wanted to do a store within a store. So basically, when you go into Best Buy, you can go into an Apple section that will, have, will be completely controlled by Apple, so they control the user experience. Well, they tested it in some stores and with some products, and it was a wild success for Apple and Best Buy. They sold a ton. So the, at, at the Consumer Electronics Show this week, the two apparently met, and they're going to be extending, expanding it to store within the stores, even on a broader scale in Best Buys around the country. Well, I noticed, cool. I noticed that the Best Buy locally that I would go to had Macs and Apples and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then I went in there looking for an adapter the other day, and they were all gone. Yeah. Like, they had removed all the Mac stuff. Hmm. So... Maybe it was in, in while this was in limbo or right. something like that. Yeah. They, they literally all the Mac stuff was just taken out. I think I think it's interesting just how because obviously Mac is a very strong brand appeal. You know what I mean? It's not just their products. It's that they've established a brand and image and a look, and that you know it makes sense that when you go into the Mac, you know Mac stores are you know have a very um, distinguishable look that they would be. A little picky with how they want to retail their products, so. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Just yeah. like now I don't have to fight the madness of a Mac store if I want something. You have to fight the madness of an even smaller Mac store. <laughs> yeah, within a store, within a madness of a Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this be is great. Twice as worse. Twice yeah. as bad. And now in UK news, <laughs> no, he gets all the UK news. Um, I, I found a story about a guy in Idaho, and it's kind of sad, obviously, because uh, the implications of his health. But a, a man in Idaho, um, he reads the Bible, and never the story didn't really go into depth about his actual kind of faith and what he believes. But he reads the Bible kind of diligently, and religiously. He, yeah, I was going to say that, but then I thought, no, only an idiot would say that. <laughs> um, so he's, he. He knows most it's of the shame. Bible back to front. He, he studied it, uh, and he found a mark on his hand. Uh, and obviously, he kind of then was like, oh, you know, I know in Revelation it speaks about the, the mark of the beast. Uh, and then Uh-oh. kind of he married that verse with the verse in Matthew about, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. So the man cut his hand off and put it in the microwave and then called 911 and said, I, I, I need someone to come and help me because I've cut my own hand off. Good Oh, my God! The bad part about that is when you microwave a hand, your whole house smells like hand. <laughs> and you can never get that you out. You know what it's good for is heating Swedish <laughs> That is... Yeah. That is one of the more disturbing things I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Chew on that. <laughs> he, I think he planned to. Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to cook it first. Yeah, what it didn't say is he put a little bit of paprika on the hand first. <laughs> and when 911 turned up, he said, Oh, I don't need an ambulance, I just need some queso. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. It's, fi- it's finger food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. In, uh, in other kind of news uh, related to. to uh, 
Right. It's no horrifying atrocities. It's not related at all. <laughs> it smells <laughs> from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you rem- might remember a while ago in, in kind of topical science news that they managed to genetically modify pigs so that their skin would glow. Yeah, glowing green. Yeah. Well, they have finally... Uh, I, I mean, apparently it's difficult. They finally managed to, to come up with a way to genetically pass this on through the gene. So now, all of the children of those geneti- genetically modified pigs are having children that glow in the dark. That's excellent. Because yeah. I can't even count the nights when I'll wake up in the middle of the night. And you can't find your pig. Dis- yeah, well, I don't want to disturb anyone, but I want some bacon. <laughs> and that's going to make it way here, easier. Here, piggy, piggy, piggy. And here. He's right in front of me the whole time, but I can't see him. <laughs> the story kind of says, you know, they're doing this... Uh, but the, I, I can't quite grasp the link. But they're doing this as a as a process of developing pigs for use with uh, human transplants. So, well, well I mean, clearly, you know, <laughs> they you have, have to glow to in the dark first. first. Yeah. yeah, but I'm worried. Like, if you if you had a transplant and you had something, but you, would you all of a sudden start glowing in the dark? Like, like or to- not entirely your skin, but maybe when you like when you urinated, it, it was a kind of a. A slightly more greeny, right. glowy. Or dark. when you're kind of emotional, you know, you get the ET heart. Yeah, like Iron Man. <laughs> all, all these like doctors are like, yeah, we really want to be able to give you know people the capability if they, they're in need of an organ. Like, what if we were able to modify the pig? And they're like, that is a great idea. What's the logical starting point? And they're like, hmm. Let's make them glow in the dark. Yes, first. that's totally what I think it was. There's, I can't think of a logical reason. Like, why? Why do they need to glow in the dark? You lose them at night. <laughs> yeah, it's you like really do. Be able to keep our eye on those those pigs. Yeah, yeah the first step. Is being able to locate them. Yeah. Let's just start at the most Why not elementary buy a light? level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, could be, we, we could install lights. Well, we could spend years and millions making them go in the dark. Well, really, Let's, I think it's, it's, they're Swedish, so they're being very efficient. Yeah. No, it's Chinese. And, no, hold on. And they thought, they thought, how do we illuminate our homes at night? Right. Well, no, and it's like good it. for the environment, too. We, yeah, it's good for the environment. We're rural settings. We're mm. off the grid. Let's light up our pigs. Yeah. You know, and, and and so the pigs just come into the house at night. Yeah. It's and, brilliant. And we can harness their body heat. <laughs> to yeah. To heat into the subway. And, and use their methane to power our cars. Yeah. <laughs> so really, you you pretty much get every every need in life filled by this pig. It's it's kind of like Native Americans using every part of a buffalo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only bad. thing, I, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, okay, they've managed to make them glow in the dark. They've managed to make their offspring glow in the dark. When are they going to get wings? <laughs> you know, stop messing around with when, this glow in the dark. When dicks fly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Quite literally, my friend. Well, Quite I like that. That's when. Yes. More, the same scientists that came up with it, I like to see them holding a big press conference and they call all these medical people and they're like, we are the same scientists that have been working on being able to use pig organs for people. We have huge news. Come gather, everyone. And they're like, and then, did no, you finally then, do it? And he goes, lights, please. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, did you finally do it? No. But check this out. (laughs) And then, like, thumping techno music starts And all the lights drop, and then glowing pigs fly out. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, it says that the studies for this were done in a university, and there is a small part of me that thinks they had a team of scientists, and then they had a couple of just, like, stoners. (laughs) And they were like, well, dude, we could could make them glow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that is good. While listening to Queen. All right. All right, that'll do it for slices. Up next, Nick Cannon. Have all changed since I've been around. 
say to introduce Nick Cannon. He, he's a film star. Uh, he's been in uh, countless movies, uh, most notably ones like Roll Bounce and Drumline. Drumline. Drumline was a good movie. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, he's in a movie right now uh, at Sundance called American Son. He's in the new, he's got a new season of, I think, third or fourth season of Wild and Out, which, okay, I don't watch MTV shows. I just I don't really enjoy them. But I TiVo'd while now. It's a really funny show. Yeah, it's re- it really is. It's improv comedy. That's what it is. And it's, it, and some of the I don't know I don't know if Short Circuits is still on, but that was his like sketch comedy show. Right. And some of those skits are, I mean, they're some of them are hit or miss. I'll be honest. But some of when they're funny, they're funny because his impressions of like he does one of Chris Rock of Jay Z. He did one. Uh, uh, called Jay Z Anatomy, where he's <laughs> Jay Z in the hospital. It is dead on. <laughs> Most uniquely, he is actually the voice of Adam in the Bible Experience CDs. And so, because of the Bible Experience releasing, and you know, we're giving away copies of the Bible Experience, the whole Bible, uh, this week and f- or last week for the next couple of weeks, we were able to talk to Nick. So a few days ago, uh, Adam and Jesse were able to talk to Nick. Canon, and here's their interview. So you've been a, you've been a pretty busy guy lately. You've had the MTV show, several movies. What have you got planned uh, for 2008? Uh, 2008, right now, probably mostly uh, the thing that's probably in the forefront is Sundance. I got a film that that's competing at the Sundance Film Festival called American Sun. So uh, we're doing that this month, and then just you know after that, just more movies and television projects. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Nick, it's funny you mentioned American Son. Uh, there have been a few films like that, like Bobby and American Son, that uh, you've chosen that have that socially conscious element to them. Is it a conscious decision to try to work in some political and social roles? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, actually, I had an opportunity uh, once when I did the film Bobby, and I sat down with uh, Harry Belafonte, and he actually told me, like, when, you know, he was in his prime doing his films and everything, that it wasn't really considered art unless it was making a social statement. Hmm. And when, I think that that kind of resonated with me to where it's like, wow, I really want to, you know, say something in, in, in the work that I do and actually have a message. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've been trying to make a, a effort to, to actually be a part of things that really, you know, say something. Now, in in American Son, you actually you play a soldier coming home from Iraq. Oh uh, no, actually, uh, it's a uh, a Marine that is ninety six hours from deployment to Iraq. Actually. Oh wow! And so it's, it's before he goes, and he actually gets the opportunity to spend Thanksgiving uh, with his family. So it's that it's that whole you know, idea of getting ready to go to battle. That now, sounds intense. Now, for, for you personally, what, like, what, I guess, like, what made you want to choose that role? You know, the, there's actually a really unique story outside of the fact that it was just an amazing script. But um, initially, the idea, the producers were thinking about having me be the, 
the the drug dealer best friend <laughs> that uh's in the in the film and uh the original lead role was originally written for a Caucasian actor and I actually sat down with the director and talked to him and gave him you know expressed my views about the film and how great the script was and in that meeting we had a conversation and he uh from the conversation he said you know I don't think you're the the drug dealer best friend I think you're actually more like the main character and I always say that's probably like you know one of the 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 greatest gifts or you know blessings to be able to be considered for a role that wasn't you know written African American because there are so many uh or you know so few I should say roles written for African American especially of you know quality in this film industry mm -hmm. so for someone to, to to almost be colorblind and not look and say you you remind me more of the main character than the stereotypical drug dealer best friend right. and from that you know I was like I, I I promised him I was like yo I'll give you my all and definitely you know try to do my best if you give me the opportunity to do this and so he pretty much changed the entire casting oh, you know wow. and the entire film had to you know all everyone he was considering before he had to reconsider because you know now the entire family had to be black and you know it's like so he they they went above and beyond to you know cater to me in this situation wow well, what one of the other projects that is getting a lot of buzz right now? I know it won the audio book of the year for 2007. It's selling a bunch of copies, but the Bible experience. Uh, what attracted you to that project? Uh, I mean, just it's an honor, actually. I mean, to be a part of that, it's just, and you know, obviously, you know, the other people who are involved and who actually, I mean, they did the the New Testament first, so I actually owned a copy of it before I was even involved with it, and. I mean, it's the Bible. <laughs> it's the world's best-selling book. So it's like, and you know, my, my obviously the main reason is you know my spirituality and you know my my walk and everything is definitely grounded in Christianity. And so, um, you know, I I was dying to be a part of this. So when you know the call came in and everything, I was I said I'd do anything and you know I'll be, be as long as I could be a part of it. I'm with it. Yeah. So you feel like the Bible has a a big role in your personal life? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Every day. I mean, I, I mean, I I make it a uh, a conscious effort to uh, read a chapter in Proverbs every day. I mean, it's a, it's thirty one Proverbs, mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like one for every day. So that's that's just one of the practices that I do, and you know, obviously Bible study a few times a week and things like that. So it's definitely always been. I mean, I come from a family of ministers and. You know, from my parents and, you know, or my father, actually, and then my grandfather and my grandmother, or actually my great-grandmother is a minister. So it's like I just, it's always been something that's been rooted in, in my family. In the, in the book, you, you voice Adam. Um, did you choose that role? Yeah, uh, actually, I didn't get a chance to choose it, but I think I always say it, it, it was divine. It was given <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was an honor to, to be Adam. I mean, like, that's the first man so to be able to be a, a young man and be be a part of that that always go down in history so i'm kind of i'm kind of jazzed about that <laughs> well would you if if you hadn't been uh kind of assigned the role of adam would you have chosen to be anybody else or would he be your first choice either 
Adam or Solomon. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Solomon. That would have been a cool one, too. Now, I, I read that you got your start doing comedy bits for your dad's TV ministry. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you tell us a bit about that, about, like, performing at church and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it was always cool because, like, my dad, you know, had a, a public access ministry, and at the same time he would do uh, evangelistic work from churches, different churches speaking and things like that. And I would kind of go on before him. I was like the opening act for the preacher. So I was always, <laughs> you know, doing my, I was 11 years old, so I was doing, like, Jesus jokes and Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo jokes and all of those things. So it was, it was definitely... Um, Church crowds are the easier crowds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if they don't laugh, they'll yell out stuff like, bless his heart, baby. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're 11. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Do, do you still have a Jesus joke that sticks around? I'm trying to think. What, what is the main? It was so long ago. <laughs> Uh, actually, they probably weren't really that funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just the fact that I was a young kid and had the courage to get up there. But, like, I would just tell, you know, about Jesus turning water to wine and all of those type of things and, like, the, being his first miracle and, you know, probably really weren't appropriate at the time <laughs> for an 11-year-old to be talking yeah. about. <laughs> but it, it made people laugh. Do, do you kind of feel like that helped uh, prepare you for, for stuff you're doing now? Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, not only just getting over uh, the the initial, whether you call it, you know, nervous jitters or stage fright at a young age, but still being able to command myself in front of a crowd and and command the crowd and all of that stuff. You know, some of, some of the skits that are, are on either short circuit or, or while and out, sometimes they get a little bit edgy. Um, right. I mean, it's all it's all good natured stuff. But is there is there any backlash from you know maybe some more like conservative minded people? From yeah, back like in my the day? grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what does she think of this show? My grandmother is definitely somebody who I mean they they understand it's all lighthearted and everything, but it's more it's more more than anything. Um, you know, they know my heart, and they know that it's entertainment at times. And I still try to keep, especially with things that I'm involved in, I try to keep it as, you know, pretty clean as possible. But, yeah. you know, it's everyday life, and, you yeah. know, it's MTV. So it's like, you know, it, I see it as my occupation. And, you know, first and foremost, I, I'm a spiritual person first, and my occupation comes next. So I try not to do anything that, you know, compromise my spirituality. But uh, outside of that, it's just all in good nature. Now, when you're when you're doing the shows, and you know, there's a lot of you know high profile guests and stuff. Do you guys ever get a chance to talk about um, kind of behind the scenes, more spiritual, or I guess uh, kind of the deeper things? You know. Oh like- yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've had people on there like you know Rev Run, who is definitely you know somebody oh, yeah. who is spiritual. I have a uh, chance to talk with people like you know, and people may not necessarily know about their spiritual work, like Terry Crews or neo or even tyra banks and stuff like that and we get a chance to have those type of conversations all the time is there anyone that really surprised you that has um i guess more spiritual implications than the public might know i can say like somebody like terry cruz who actually in in his films and stuff plays like a big tough guy and done like prison movies with ice cube and stuff like (laughs) that but then when you meet him it's just this kind-hearted dedicated christian so it's like it's kind of cool that is cool well hey listen we, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us no problem. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. We really appreciate it. All right, man. Take it easy. All right.
been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still think them cats are great You're listening to Thin Lizzy The song is The Boys Are Back in Town <laughs> what a great jam that is, man. <laughs> roll that. If you're in the car right now, roll down the windows. Do me a favor. Rewind yeah, do it yourself 15 a seconds. Favor. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Roll down your windows. Rewind the podcast 15 seconds. Crank the stereo and floor it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in a school zone. Yeah. Then just go slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed slowly. But you, but you educate those kids with some thin Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> You have to keep the volume down in school zones. Oh, no. Just your speed. No, crank yeah. it. But please stare menacingly at the troll run while yeah. you're playing the song. Possibly point. <laughs> Leave a legacy. <laughs> yeah. Be remembered, folks. <laughs> Be remembered. That's a good, that's a good life lessons right yeah. there. I remember when I was 10 years old, I was standing at the bus stop, and this weird guy came by cranking Thin Lizzy, and he just pointed and stared at me. And Honestly, it's given, it's given me a lot of... Bizarre issues later yeah. in life. <laughs> he proceeded slowly. S- said the guy who cut off his hand and put it in the <laughs> He proceeded slowly to the end of school zone sign in Florida. <laughs> he proceeded slowly and cautiously. You all do it, people. You all wait till the end. <laughs> Before we get to our little uh, little bonus segment with Nick, uh, Snapple fact of the day. All right. In 1634, tulip bulbs were a form of currency in Holland. That's Not true. Not true. <laughs> there is no, there'd be a form of food, perhaps. Yeah. It is also the third time I've gotten that one, just so you know. I think the multiples are definitely lies, then. Yeah. Because the other one that was a multiple was the one about the beaver. Oh, yeah, about what being the size of be- a bear. Beavers used to be the size of bears. And, <laughs> and they were Dutch. In the, in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If Nick it's Cannon likely. or anybody associated with Nick Cannon is listening to the podcast, <laughs> just see how the interview went, and they're hearing all of yeah, this. You can go ahead and skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. But skip back to Thin Lizzy by all means. Yeah. We encourage you, skip back, skip ahead, and maybe skip back one more time if you're still in the school zone. But never play it backwards. <laughs> Don't do that. A Spe- ghost will come out of your iPod. <laughs> or a green pig. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things to never play backwards, this what, what you're about to hear would fall into that that category but you really should probably not even play it forwards <laughs> so you guys want to set it up what happened here well i w- we were we're on this you know kind of conference call it got adam ugly. adam i nick the, the interview wrapped and i was about to about to shut down everything and all of a sudden and bring out the green pigs yeah I, yeah we were going to call it a night light up the room with some green pigs and go home <laughs> right it's cold in here so we have to keep it warm all of a sudden out of nowhere beef yeah. I don't know what started it. Not pork, I, mind you. Cattle? <laughs> Not pork, but beef <laughs> okay. developed. All of a sudden, I I hear Nick and I hear Adam, and they're talking back and forth, and we're like, you know what? There's we're, only one way to settle this. Yeah, well, we're talking what in the biz is known as smack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and back so, and forth. So we decided there's only one way to settle this, and that is a freestyle rap battle to the death. And wow. then we said... For legal reasons, we can't go to the death, but we will have a freestyle rap right. battle. And when the smoke clears, we'll see who's still standing. And so, I guess we should play what happened. All right, here it is. Doing a little rap battle here with Nick Cannon. Now, keep in mind that this is uh, this is a, a rap that I have written originally. <laughs> 
that it is completely my own concept and no one else's and uh is taking on Nick Cannon. Okay, uh, let's so here it. it goes. Oh, pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. I came to win battling Nick Cannon. I won't have like a. I'm a good rapper. I'm better than Nick Cannon. Nice. Booyah. <laughs> if I could follow that, I'm with a hot rap. I'm gonna try to keep it clean, but at the same time, not so me. The top of the dome while I'm talking on the phone. Y'all cats better leave me alone. And get it real fast because I'm about to get real crazy on your podcast. <laughs> oh, I think I think we have a winner. Oh man, I I I am humbled. <laughs> I really thought I brought my A game. Yeah, but I wasn't counting on that. And you wrote that too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, completely, completely by myself. <laughs> he's yeah. a, you don't understand. He's been working on that for like three days. Yeah, the entire weekend. <laughs> I have to say, you know, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses uh, is probably the biggest stretch of our right. Adam. It, it but, would be you know, real appropriate if I was coming back to the Jim Rome show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, your feedback. We got a, we got some, but because of the truncated time frame between the last podcast going up so late and us recording this one on time, you didn't have as big of a window before we recorded. Um, so, you know, make sure to watch the, the website uh, for the podcast blog and all that, and we'll, we'll post a lot of this. And, and two, it's taken long for stuff to come in because we asked you guys to do something, put some yeah. effort into it. And so, uh, you know, three of the people who responded to the feedback uh, challenge this week are going to receive uh, their very own full, complete Bible of the Bible Experience CD w- w- featuring Nick Cannon as Adam. Yeah. yeah. And there's an estimated retail value on that of $350,000. <laughs> I think I think it's seventy. Well, but... I'm factoring in sentimental value. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so... So uh, you know, three of three of you guys, uh, you know, who who deserve it now, because we haven't received everything yet. It's it's tough for us to make the call now on the air. But if you get an email from us saying you won, then you know you won. Yeah. And once you make, <laughs> if not, you get the email and you haven't won, then we're just being cruel. <laughs> <laughs> the subject will say Bible experience. You'll open it up and say will not be sent to you. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll let you know. But we do have a few here. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tough to really talk about them because the best ones are the the designs for the podcast logo. We have a couple slogans, but you know, if they're really bad, we don't want to like read them, and make fun of the people because they put some effort into it. So, so if we don't read yours, just assume that. We <laughs> um, I I actually have one. This has nothing to do with. Uh, the the slogans or feedback or anything like that, but I I think it it must play into a, a larger ongoing debate that's been going on. Will Stive men away? Uh, this person starts out. They say this is Andrew Frew from uh, Vancouver. He starts out. He says I'm a Canadian and I distinctly remember laughing out loud in my car when I heard about the shirt. 
which I'm assuming was something perhaps while I was away. Canada, America's hat. Okay. America's hat. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's my shirt. Uh, And I'm guessing someone took offense to this. Uh, all, all Canadians. Yeah. All Canadians. Okay. <laughs> they Canada. Invaded. Just Canada. Well, let, let's not say all, because he says no, that not all Canadians take ourselves as seriously as others. Although I did take exception to Adam Smith's comment a few months ago about a jean jacket worn with jeans being the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> uh, you can take exception all you want with the truth. But uh, he says, love the magazine and America. Keep fo- poking fun at all our cultures. Keeps us honest. Um, and I-, I would like to say, you know, I-, I think you've already addressed this, that, look, Canada, you can poke fun. At- it's all just lighthearted. You know, it's like it's like making fun of your brother. You know, if someone else made fun of Canada, not cool. Yeah. You know, uh, and you can make fun of us all you want because certainly we're deserving of it. Sometimes well. your brother says something that makes you cry, though. That's true. <laughs> Canada, we're sorry. I'm we made just you going cry. from experience. We're sorry we made you cry. Sorry uh, about the comments about your frozen tundra. Yeah, but you can, <laughs> seriously, you can make fun of us all you want. There's plenty to poke fun at. What's really interesting to me is at the end, he says, P.S. Seriously, is Lloyd the only one of you familiar with Voltron? Come on. Uh, you guys don't know Voltron? Yeah, I was shocked. How do you not know Voltron? I think they were too busy with their Barbies. <laughs> I, put, I put shrimp on Yeah, them. I was going to say, are you going to say our grills? Our, he, uh, our barbecues? Are, there's nothing cooler than something that combines enormous robots and lions. Yes. Okay? How is that not awesome? How did you miss out on that? A robot with a sword? Yes. How cool do you get? Uh, Michelle Nelson wrote in and she said that she completely remembers the scene I was talking about in The Christmas Carol. It's also burned into her mind as a kid. And and that's all that she can remember from that version as well. So, no, I'm not crazy. It was creepy. And thanks for bringing back the much buried image from my subconscious. So uh, Eric Hammond wrote in and had a slogan. And he said, uh, I like this one. The Relevant Podcast. It's not just good. It's good enough. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that is perfect. Absolutely perfect. I have one that says uh, the relevant podcast where pigs attack. <laughs> I don't really. I just made that one up. I quite like that one. <laughs> you just got yourself Bible. Yeah, DVD. it's yours, Woo-hoo! sir. There you go. Thank you. I take get, that home. Uh, while, while we've been recording, I actually got an email from Lee Daniel, and she she grabbed me because her subject was relevance making great things happen, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for for nice emails. So I clicked on it and it's actually a really cool story. Um, she, she read the article we ran a while ago called give a man a Buffalo in the March, April, 2007 yeah. issue about peace back. gospel ministries, Kirby Trapolino's efforts for microeconomics and sustainable missions work. And, um, she was really excited about it. And she took the information to her church, uh, in Atlanta Long story short, Peace Gospel became the recipient of the funds we raised in our 2007 Walk for the World event in October. They were able to raise over $32,000 for their their amazing Water Buffalo initiative. And in the process, came to love Kirby as one of our own. And the story continues. She said, I've just finished a several-hour meeting with Kirby and some of the staff and leaders at her church. And in 2008, they will launch a coffee ministry. And they will be serving 963 Fair Trade Coffee, which will continue to benefit Peace Gospel and the incredible work they're doing on behalf of the least of these in that India. That is so cool. And, and you know awesome. what else is cool about that? We covered 963 as well. Right. That's, I think that's why yeah. she was pointing it out. That's so cool. Yeah. 
And, and then buy a shoe, save lives. We've gotten some emails about that uh, in the current issue. Oh yeah, and, that's a great feature. And, and that's some, it's really cool, like finding these stories and yeah. being able to like spotlight people who who are just doing it. They're not doing it for the fame. They're not doing it to make a name for themselves. They're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Mm. And we can help give them a platform. I, you know, Kirby's been a friend for a long time, and I just thought it was awesome what they're doing. And to hear that their efforts and their ministry from this one church is going to get $32,000. I mean, that's going to buy a, it sounds silly to say, but it's going to buy a lot of Buffalo. No, and that, it really will. That is, yeah. that is a huge impact they're going to have in India because yeah. of that. And it's easy. It's easy when we get here to and kind of joke around and, and kind of focus more on just kind of laughter and have a good time. But I think it, it's so cool and refreshing to see that, you know, people who, you know, not that now that you know we're taking credit, but that we are sometimes are able to give a voice to, or maybe just introduce people and be a point of connection. That it's actually you know making a difference in people's lives and allowing mm-hmm. people to get involved in things that maybe they wouldn't have the chance to to find out about. It's, it is really cool. I, I noticed that the the real good stuff is from the magazine, and the <laughs> the completely unimportant, superficial yeah. junk is from the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but that's why you got to have the yin and the yang. That's right. It's not the complete picture without the other. So, well, okay. So that'll you know do it for your feedback. Again, more of the feedback was was visual and taglines and fun stuff like that. We'll we'll post it all on the website. So. Definitely check that out. And thank you very much if you took the time to submit something. We'd really do appreciate it. Um, I don't think we got any audio ones yet. So I still would love to hear some like jingles or funny little clips or yeah. transitions that we could maybe even incorporate here on the podcast. So if you if you can make music, which I, I know a lot of you do, come on. Give us a couple minutes and throw something together. Um, so, But for this week's editorial question of the week, here we go. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, this week, just like with last week's question, three of you will be receiving, um, and you'll win a copy of the Complete Bible, Bible Experience CDs. So because of that, because there's so much value uh, on the line here, we had $50,000 of sentimental value. We had to uh, make you work for it. So last week, it was more of a creative challenge. This week, we want to appeal to your music sensibilities and your knowledge of music history and see if you have good taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we want you to do is make some playlists for us. We're going to give you three themes. You can pick one of the themes or if you really want to stand out from the pack, do all three. And a playlist would consist of the amount of songs on a typical CD. So I would say about 15 tracks. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Here are your three themes that we want you to do a playlist for us. One is... British Invasion. That's the name of the theme. The British Music Invasion. Mm -hmm. But don't get too obvious, people. Yeah, I mean, we're talking... uh, There's got to be a flow to the order. I mean, like, the songs need to flow like a good mixtape. If you've seen High Fidelity, I mean, there has to be a flow to it. Yeah, There has to be uh, links in between. They need to interreact a little bit. Tempo, topic, you know, British Invasion. I'll be strict with it. Yeah, yeah. You're the judge. I, I, no messing. He's the yeah, judge. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like you know, you could go the real easy, obvious route. Queen, Elton John, George Michael. <laughs> right. Or you could. That's a different type of invasion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or you could get a little more creative with it. You know, like I mean, Elvis Costello. Yeah. That's a bit better. You know. So, so that's theme one, British Invasion. Theme two, and I'm going to be the judge for this one. Old school hip hop. I don't want any new school. I would say old school stopped in about '93. 
So you're talking about 1979 to 1993. Um, old school hip-hop. That would be number two. And the third one is because in the office, we are completely enraptured with the to basically do a playlist of the best 80s jock rock. And, and that's just basically paying homage to the original yeah. American Gladiators. Right. And and will we all have a vote in the Jock Jams Volume 2 mixtape? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you basically, if you go to Jock Jams and copy any of those, you know, you know we're, we're, it's, it's what like is cheating. A what it's is like, Jock Rock, though? Suppose you, you go to any sporting stadium. Okay. You know, and they play, they'll play the little bits of music. You know, kind of fade in with a little music and then they'll fade back out. Anything like that. For instance, you know, another one bites the dust. Okay. You know, when it comes to jock jams, um, Jesse owns every, every, volume. every volume. My brain is a Google. And it's like, oh, <laughs> no, that one, that was yeah, three. Yeah. Volume three. Oh, 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 oh. That, I yeah. know that. Yeah. How can we dance when that, our beds that one, are burning? Yeah, that you just did. Have you been to the UCF? Zombie games? Nation. You were telling me about Zombie this. Nation. It's insane. Before every kickoff at UCF football games, you know, this year they opened a football stadium on campus for the first time. They came up with the idea a year ago. And it opened this year. Mm-hmm. Do the math. Yeah, this thing was pretty hastily erected. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Seats and forty thousand people. Yeah. Might we add? It seats forty thousand people. Okay. Before every kickoff, they play that song. Do it again. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm getting pumped just doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the student section started jumping up and down to the song because the techno hit, you know. And so they were jumping up and down, and the entire stadium is. St- is uh, metal. There's no like concrete pillars or anything. Everything's metal. So when they're jumping up and down, it's doing a effect on the other end of the bowl. It's like popping it up Wobbling. and down. And so all of a sudden, everybody started to join in, and it's become a tradition that everybody, 40,000 people, jump up and down during that song before every kickoff. To see if they can break it. No, just, it, well, it, be, it became called the trampoline. And, and we read about this, and we're like, what? And so we went to the Conference USA Championship game, and we were there, Maya and I. And we were there, and I'm like, you know, it started the first time, and I had read about it, so I was kind of like, wanted to see it in person. Yeah. I purposefully did not jump, and our bodies were going up and down at least nine inches wow. with every pound, you know. And then when you start jumping, I mean, it really is like a springboard effect. Like you're you're jumping. And so don't take any of your grandparents just, to this this kind of absolutely the thing's going to absolutely shattered pelvises crumble. <laughs> it's going to be the most tragic day in sporting yeah. history. Oh man, because of that song. And, and the administration is so freaked out; they're thinking about never playing that song again. They're just going to be. I, I only know that song because it's featured in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, because Zombie Nation. Oh. I guess they <laughs> they tied it in there. Oh, nice. it's it's exhilarating and terrifying all at once when your body is involuntarily being thrown around. Are because... you talking about the stadium or the song? Because the song does that too. I just start <laughs> jumping, going crazy. I can't help it. I get. I call it ridiculously pumped. When I hear it, and I just, I just lose control. So they also play it right before tip off at Magic Games usually. Yeah, yeah. And and you and I, you've been there with me. I get ridiculously pumped. I've been escorted out before. Okay, so write in, uh, give us your playlist. Now you can do just one, but you'd really stand out if you did all three. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. You really would. Um, you know what else would make you stand out if you made a CD cover for them? If you made an album cover. 
And it has to include glow-in-the-dark pigs. Yeah, yes. say, somewhere on each, glow-in-the-dark pigs have to be incorporated. So your three themes are British Invasion, <laughs> old-school hip-hop, you call it old-school jams if you want. It's old-school hip-hop. Jams and, with a Z. Yeah, and then you got <laughs> 80s jock rock. Yeah. Uh, email us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com and three of you will win a complete edition of the Bible Experience CDs featuring Nick Cannon. That said, that's the end of the podcast. Many thanks to Nick Cannon for uh, putting up with our ridiculousness. Yeah, he was a good sport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Many thanks to Zondervan for donating the uh, Bible Experience CDs. And uh, welcome back to to, uh, Adam Smith. Thank you. It's been a long time. Too long. We're glad to have you back. And uh, uh, make sure to tune in next week. We've got an interview uh, with Brian McLaren. It should be good. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. I am a five-star dragon slayer. (laughs) (laughs) I am Lloyd Kinsley. We'll see you next week. I like the first one. A vote for Ron Paul is a vote for worker death matches.